<laughs> I am very excited that we've decided to talk about boundaries for this episode. Because you guys... Me too. We talked about just having like a little catch up a loo episode, which would have been cute. Yeah. And also... I feel like boundaries are rooted in, like, what we would have said in the catch-up episode anyway. Yes. So, today we're talking about boundaries. <gasps> yeah. And <laughs> before we get too far in, hi, beautiful humans. I'm Kayla. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to your soul. Welcome. A podcast of healing out loud for humans spelunking through their deepest hearts. Yeah. boundaries today I love to frame a conversation from the perspective of why things are important yes that is helpful because did you know that like the majority of the population are what is called why learners meaning that to engage their brains in learning they want to know why it's important to learn the thing first before they buy in no I didn't know that Mm -hmm. that's why in teacher training they teach you how to like tell kids why this is important or yeah yeah, I mean at least in my teacher training well I think also learned that no we well but I was elementary school so I don't think we had to like get kids I don't think I don't think in fourth grade we had specific training on that had specific training on that because we were still teaching uh very very much the basics like uh division Mm-hmm. You know, like. Well, and I also went through my teacher education non-traditionally because oh. I went through the teacher academy project at Oh, because you were in English. I was a journalism major. Oh, right, right. Who then decided to actually follow through on her dreams of becoming a teacher. Because I started out as an education major and then flipped to journalism. Because I was like, that sounds more fun. And fun fact, it was not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I wouldn't have done it any other way because I love the life path that yes. has led me to right here. That's right. Cheers. Yes. Cheers. So in my teacher training, they very much emphasized telling students why it's important to learn these things. Because otherwise, why the fuck would a teenager care? Yes. But absolutely. like the majority of the human population is a why learner. Mm-hmm. My sister very much is a why learner. If she mm-hmm. doesn't know why we're talking about something, she's like, hold on, hold up. Like tell me what's happening here like why are we doing this thing how does this thing work like da 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 I think that I might be that way too because I think a lot of times I'm like why do I need to care about this if I don't need to care about this why am I giving you my brain space mm-hmm. I so understand that perspective I have a very limited amount of like attention span mm-hmm. and I don't know if I want to what comes to mind is wasted on this conversation and that sounds very crass and I don't mean it to sound crass. I don't think that sounds crass. I feel like my... Well, it's, it's, it's a mental boundary for you. It is a, it's a learning boundary for you. If you're not interested, then it doesn't matter and you're going to tell it to fuck off, but nicely. Well, I don't, I think here, this would be, this is great. This is wonderful. I'm so glad we're having this conversation today because, (laughs) um, 
there are a lot of people in my life who like, I don't think understand that's how my brain works. And so when I'm like, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how to maybe communicate that in a way that sounds super kind. Mm, maybe. Well, there, there's a little meditating you can do yeah. on that to see if there's some phrasing you'd like to change. Yeah. I, on the other hand, am a how learner. And okay, tell me about that. That means that I would rather learn by doing than sitting and learning about why something is important, what that thing is, and then eventually how to do it. I'm like, no, give me the fucking thing. I want to do it. And I often, if I like the teacher, mm -hmm. if I like the human who is telling me the information, yes. I automatically assume that they're telling me it for a reason. So I don't necessarily oh, right. need to know the why or maybe my brain very quickly assumes the why when I'm doing the thing. Oh, yeah. But I, like, I don't want to listen to 10 minutes of something no. why. I just want you to tell me how it's going to benefit my life. Okay, maybe I'm more of that. Because I do, oftentimes, I will be like, okay, land the plane. Land the plane, what does that mean to you? Like, can you just get to the point? Like, you're, like... If people are trying to tell me a thing or tell me about a thing or teach me a thing, mm -hmm. I'm like, and they're dragging on about, about it, like about all the ancillary things too long. I can't stay with them so long. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I have, you have got to land the plane so we can either do the thing or I, I have to check out. Oh, that's interesting. So like. Sometimes I just need people to land the plane, which means get to the point. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we can do the thing. Like, I want to get That's to the thing. That's super interesting. That doesn't feel like what I was specifically talking about. Okay. Like, for example, when I was in coaching school, mm -hmm. I was forever like, stop talking to me. Show me the technique. Show me it. Show me it. Show me it. And because like all, all I need to know is to like, I already know that I'm learning a coaching technique. Just show me the fucking technique. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So that is what you're saying. Yes. Or if like we're in class or something and there's like a thing on the whiteboard or if I can look, flip the page and there's like the formula on the next page, mm -hmm. I'm flipping the page and I'm trying it on my own yes. while you're talking because. Okay. So you're a how learner Okay. Also. Great. Like. It's not that how learners don't want to know why it's something important. It's that we only need like a sentence and then we're like, okay, fine. Great. Let's do it. Yeah. I just want to learn how to do the thing. Yeah. Comment below what you think you are. Cause I would be interested to hear that. A. Well, I'm interested in anything you comment yeah. below really. I mean, unless you're a troll, but whatever. I just like to pra like, I just like to practice the thing. Yeah. I just, I want to do the thing. I want to do the thing. Like, I already know that I'm here because I want to learn coaching, but, right? Like, I already know it's an important technique to help a person. What, about, <laughs> what about if it's history? Then I don't care. <laughs> but I really, but I like history sometimes. Like, I like to hear the stories. Okay, sure. reading, for example. Storytelling literature. is important. What about literature? What do you mean, what about it? Like, if you are learning about literature, you're learning about a story, you're learning about the yellow wallpaper. 
I don't want to learn about the yellow wallpaper. I just want to read the yellow wallpaper. Okay. You... And then maybe have a cool discussion afterwards. Yes. But I don't need to know why the yellow wallpaper is important. Like, I don't... Give me... I'm going to be reading it while you're explaining it. That's what's going to happen. Okay. I'm going to be reading it in the back of the room while you're talking. And then we can have a conversation about it. Yeah. And in that conversation, then we can, then talk, we can about talk about why, why it's it important. important. Okay, great. Beautiful. I love that. <laughs> okay, yeah. However, the majority of the population is not that. But <laughs> they why, like to know why things are so important That's so confusing first. to me. How would you... But why... There... It's never more evident than when I'm speaking with my sister and I launch into a how and she's like, wait, no, back up to the why. <laughs> but how could you understand the why if you don't know how? Like if you don't have any thing to hold on to. Mm. Comment down below. How can you hold on to the why? <laughs> I am so intrigued. In my fourth graders, we didn't. It was just in fourth grade. We do a lot of. I tell, I model, we do together. Well, yeah, it's I do, we do, you, you do. do. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's yeah. basic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Madeline Hunter right there. Yeah, that's, like, that's, yeah. Or if you're new age, that's gradual release of responsibility. Oh my gosh, which is really just Madeline Hunter. Yeah, it's the gradual release that had to be in every lesson plan yeah written because out we certainly had to 30 days wash out madeline hunter's name as the pioneer of this concept and rename it as something else for sure whatever it's fine it's not fine actually you know what i was saltiest about was having to relearn a concept that i already knew because i already knew how to do it and they kept telling me why it was important i already knew that i'm already doing it got salty <laughs> do you want to see salty kayla have her talk about teaching because that's what you're gonna get yeah any okay so yes any hoozle boundaries boundaries in case you are curious as to why boundaries are important <laughs> before we dive into how to implement them in case you are a why learner <laughs> boundaries are important in creating peace boundaries are important for being able to preserve your energetic capacity so that you can do the things that you desire to do instead of the things that you think that other people think that you should do. Yeah. They help you stop shooting all over yourself as yes, you're fond of Yes. Yes. <laughs> I got that from Mark. It's a good one. It, it is, is a good one. So that is why boundaries are important. It can help you to create peace in your life. It can help you to be in your own energy and actually prioritize what you desire to be important in your own life. Yes. And then here's how boundaries look in our lives. <laughs> Was that enough of a why? Maybe I should just stop fucking worrying about it. Maybe yes. we attract how listeners. Yes, maybe. Sound down below. I really would be curious. It was a great why to me who apparently is a how the shortest why on the face of the planet i don't know it that's great what the how learners want yep it was great let's move on <laughs> <laughs> well let, we'll let us know though or why yeah. i'm sure yeah yes well, remember the why comes back around yeah yeah the why does come back around in the middle of the house. great 
because so just stay tuned we'll come back for you <laughs> we will not leave you behind we'll no podcast listener left behind no podcast listener left behind such a problematic law anyway um, oh i was copying poppy from trolls Oh, I was copying No Child Left Behind. Oh, the, yeah. I was not. I was going off of Poppy from Trolls. Oh, that's cuter than mine. When she runs out with her little bear butt. Or is that the dad when he runs out with his little bear butt? I don't know. I don't, I've only seen Trolls once. Well, we have plans to see it soon. <laughs> you have plans for us to see it soon. Yes, I do. I could take it or leave it. <laughs> You're okay. in I love it. I would so much rather, I don't know, speak words to your face than watch a movie. Yes, and how about we speak words to our faces and watch the movie? That's fine with me if that's fine with you, because like... Yes, I want to do both things. Beautiful. Sold. We are mm-hmm. way overdue for a slumber party. Dude, for real. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what does creating boundaries look like for you well, at the present moment? At the present moment. Slash maybe where are you looking to implement boundaries? Oh, yes. I am... Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Great question. Um, I am working on implementing boundaries with my children mm-hmm. because often I find myself um, trying to as someone who um, grew up in a house where my parents were often busy or doing other things like working and things like that all the time and um, they were gone a lot uh, I was home alone a lot Mm -hmm. Um, and so I feel like with my kids I swung real hard the other way and have spent a tremendous amount of time with my kids and like um, doing things with them and activities with Mm -hmm. them. And I have also swung real hard in, in the way of like gentle parenting and, um, and that's all beautiful. Yes. And also, and also I think that, I have not created strong or healthy boundaries with um, like consequences and things when I feel like they are crossing certain lines or Mm -hmm. um, even when they are becoming disrespectful. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I would like to implement more boundaries and hold those boundaries. Holding yeah. the boundaries is what's the struggle for me. Well, because what I'm hearing right now is that you have emotional boundaries mm-hmm. wherein you know that if they cross a line, which is what you said, you'll feel a particular way. Yes. And then the next piece is holding that boundary in an outward way. Yes. That's beautiful. Yeah. Because you can definitely have boundaries and not be enforcing them yes absolutely (laughs) you can totally have boundaries and not be enforcing them Mm -hmm. and that happens often where I feel where I will feel disrespected and I don't know what to do with that feeling Mm -hmm. um 
That's fair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would really like to explore implementing and holding boundaries Mm -hmm. in regard to my self-respect more. For sure. Um, And I would like to implement boundaries with myself in Mm. regard to, uh, like, my personal, like, my time. Mm Mm-hmm. That is something I feel like I've been working on all year. You really have been. And I feel like it's really time for me to get down to business. Oh. Are you approaching a place where you've decided... Fuck it, no, I've got to change. Yes, yes. I love that point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the point where, like, actual change gets to happen in your life. When you are just so, like, fuck, I'm so done with this. Like, it needs to change, and it needs to change right now. Yes, because I'm tired, and I want to experience the pleasure of doing things well. Yes. <laughs> Where is that quote from again? Uh, it was from one of my tarot, like one of my tarot cards that I pulled oh, yes. for myself. The pleasure of doing things well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that you brought up boundaries with others and self-boundaries. Yeah. Because those can be both incredibly important mm-hmm. in within the topic of implementing boundaries in your life. Right. And I feel like when I was in therapy... The only boundaries we talked about were boundaries with others. Mm-hmm. We did not talk about boundaries with ourselves. For yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because boundaries with yourself is where you get to make good decisions. Not good decisions. Let me rephrase that. Make delicious decisions mm-hmm. for future Ashley. Yeah. And that, I think, is one of my favorite frames for this conversation of boundaries as um, asking yourself what feels delicious to uphold Mm -hmm. like what feels indulgent and pleasurable Mm -hmm. what rules or boundaries or lines in the sand do you need to draw so that your life gets to feel pleasurable cozy cozy yeah yeah and asking yourself that question Mm -hmm. journaling on it can be incredibly helpful in finding your particular boundaries Mm -hmm. because here's the thing you guys you and then you guys listening (laughs) and watching your boundaries are always going to need to be incredibly personalized to you Mm -hmm. i can't tell you what your boundaries need to be i mean i can but it might not feel true to you Mm -hmm. every single human person has a different capacity for what boundaries feels safe for them to hold Mm -hmm. and what boundaries feel fun for them to hold and what boundaries feel accessible to implement at one time. Right. Because like rolling out 85 new boundaries, nine new boundaries might feel stressing and overwhelming for your nervous system. Mm Mm-hmm. And if your nervous system is stressed out, then you are way less likely to do it, which means that you have another, like, tick mark over on the side of creating a habit that you don't desire. Right. Because you're just not following through on a boundary again. Again, yeah. And that's that's fine. It gets, right. to, it gets to be okay that you can't do everything everywhere all at once. Yes. You can't do every boundary everywhere all at once. Or maybe you can. I I can't tell you what you're ready for. Only you can know that. 
and doing nervous system toning work mm-hmm. like we discussed with yep. my friend Amy who was on a few episodes ago. If you guys missed that episode, it's really good. Go it's back and watch so it. It's so good. Doing nervous system toning mm-hmm. can help you to feel ready to implement those boundaries. Yes. And that's super important, whether mm-hmm. you're talking self-boundaries or boundaries with other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have questions for me on boundaries? You said you wanted to learn from me. I do want to learn from you because you <laughs> are fantastic. You are, you are, I feel like... You have worked a lot on your boundaries, and I feel like you are real good at holding your boundaries. Thank you. I had to be, because when I was a teacher, I could feel kids passing my boundaries all the time, and I was scrambling to figure out how to cope with that. Because I can guarantee you that if a freshman knows that they can push your boundaries, they will do it every day multiple times a day and I can only hold so much of that before I implode yeah and there was the 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 year that my dad had his stroke I didn't hold boundaries for shit yeah I mean, I did, but I didn't have the emotional capacity to consistently draw those lines in the sand, to consistently say, nope, this is the way that how things are in my classroom. And by the end of that year, I was more exhausted than I've ever been because I was constantly having to, A, feel shitty about someone crossing my boundaries Mm -hmm. again and again and again and again. And B... Then having to, on days where I had the emotional capacity to set a boundary, it was nine million times harder to set the boundary Mm -hmm. because they knew that they could cross the boundary. So why was today different than days that they couldn't cross that boundary line? Mm -hmm. And that's frustrating for them also. And I even had one girl in my first semester speech class. My, My school worked a little bit different. It worked a lot more like college where you're in specific classes at one time. And then you switch halfway through the year. So I had a girl at the beginning of the year for from August until what? October for a one semester speech course. Mm -hmm. And then I had her the second half of the year in an English class. And I was like, if you think I'm a totally different teacher, it's because I am like it's because my dad had a stroke at the beginning of the year and now I am coping better with it and she just looked at me with like so much understanding on her face like oh that makes so much sense oh yeah and because I could see it on her face like I could I could see her being like what what's what (laughs) like who are you (laughs) what have you done with my teacher she was like you were a different person four months ago what's happening That's what's happening, Mm boo-boo. Doing my best. So finding my place with boundaries with other people Mm -hmm. was something I became excellent at as a teacher. Like every time I would get evaluated, my evaluator was just like, you're so good with classroom management. And I would always look at her and be like, it's not anything special. Yeah. I'm not doing anything special. 
I am only making decisions about what I desire and then upholding those decisions. See, and I, I was great about that as a teacher yeah. in my classroom. But at home with my children, mm-hmm. it's so different. But I was good when they were little. Um, and I feel like I parented following like a lot of the love and logic. Mm-hmm. Um, like principles or examples really well mm-hmm. um, and really consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know when or what happened. I think they just got older and just like decided that they I don't know. I keep saying they. Um, I don't know. But they just, it doesn't seem to work. Well, I think that this is a principle I have spoken with you about before. But there's this idea in creating classroom management in a classroom Mm -hmm. that is based on the idea that you're getting the students involved in creating the classroom rules. Asking them what consequences make sense. Yes. To them and to you. Because it puts, A, everyone on the same page. Right. B, it presupposes that everybody agrees that there do need to be consequences for something. Yes. And that, I think, is important. We did talk about this as a family the other night. Oh, beautiful. I love yeah, that. Yeah. So that that is absolutely something that you can do with your kids, mm-hmm. with your partner, with your parents, whoever it is that you're trying to like implement boundaries with. And it's... I think very important to the conversation of boundaries that boundaries are not about getting another person to change their behavior. Right. Boundaries are about you saying what you will do when presented with a certain set of circumstances. Right. So if you X, Y, Z, then I will ABC. Yes. Like when you hit your brother, then I will send you to your room. Mm -hmm. Right. Then I will remove you from that situation somehow yes and and that's that's kind of how i've been framing it a lot because the the kids have been getting into more bickering arguments between themselves where they just amp each other up and up and up and they are things where they they get into these situations on their own Mm -hmm. and they can problem solve out of them on their own they Mm -hmm. have they have the skills to do that they have the ability to do that Mm -hmm. they are choosing to amp each other up right and if i'm in the same room it starts to stress me out Mm -hmm. and i don't want to get in the middle of it for what reason do you not want to get in the middle of it because I want them to learn how to handle conflicts. I want them to learn to problem solve. I, so what, what I will say is like, instead of trying to like, it's one of those things, it's like, um, what is the, it, what's the teaching word for it? There's like a teaching phrase. It's like a productive struggle. Or whatever. Sure. And so it's like, what? if if you continue 
like if you can't manage if you can't problem solve the situation on your own you'll need to take a break and try again a little later okay what is the difference between having a productive struggle and needing to be retaught what having a problem solving conversation looks like i think that's when after i after i give them a like i pipe in and say do you need to take a break do you need to regulate like you're you guys are just going around in circles at this point and i don't want to like get in and save the situation because i don't want energetically to get involved in that because it takes a lot out of me um if they take a break or they go to regulate and then they come back and at that point they can't resolve then i then i do get involved okay can you just have them take a break sooner i can but sometimes they do work it out i love that that's beautiful and i feel like they are working it out more often now yes that's beautiful good so then is that a matter of needing a boundary or is that a matter of being patient to see the the scales tip in favor of figuring it out more i think that's more or less a boundary that i had to set with myself because i see i see because for so long i used to just jump in gotcha and try to de-escalate the situation Mm -hmm as quick as possible Mm -hmm. and in doing that what I was doing I was taking the opportunity away from them to figure out how to solve the problem themselves Mm -hmm. okay and like they are going to need to figure those things out Mm -hmm. and when they're little they can't they're older now Mm -hmm. I mean they're not old now but well they're older they're older and have demonstrated that they can come to a good place with each other on their own yes um and i was aware that like me stepping in sometimes energetically would completely just zap me like if I step in and I've got one saying and then the other one's coming in trying to talk over them and it's like a whole thing. Oh, I wonder if you need to implement a system, not a boundary. And what I mean by that is a system for speaking to each other as a family. And it can be as simple as like doing a talking stick right like I know that's oh very we light. tried that yeah we tried that and I'm not saying it has to be that yeah it can be as simple as saying like for example Max now is not your time to speak you will have a time to speak in just a moment right now it's Lily's yeah time. yep and that's basically what I do and that can be a system that you guys discuss at a time when the energy is totally neutral mm-hmm. be like hey guys 
now that you've like de-stressed a little, right. decompressed from getting home from school, mm -hmm. I want us to talk about how we speak to each other when we're trying to resolve a conflict together. Yeah, maybe talking about it more when it's not so stressful mm -hmm. could be more helpful. But I mean, we do we do say those things. Mm -hmm. um, we've tried the talking stick. It did not work. Well, and and any system is not for all people. Yeah. It just isn't. That's not what systems are for. Yeah. Otherwise, we would all just be robot people. Yeah. <laughs> so it's um, like we've talked about Mama Cusses, the mm -hmm. TikToker yeah. on here a time or two. Like even she says, this works for our family. It might not work for yours. Yeah. And so that that's true to every system. Mm -hmm. And that is certainly true for every boundary that you try right. to implement. Like it might work for someone else. It doesn't have to work for you. Mm -hmm. You get to do things the way that works for your family. Yeah. It is, it's tricky. I, it's so tricky because I, and I don't know if it's the fact that there are quite a few neurodivergent people in my house or, or what it is, but there is very much a tendency in our house to interrupt and talk over people, especially when emotions are high. Mm-hmm. And even after taking a break and trying to come back to the conversation, the, the emotions flood back so quickly. And so sometimes what we have to do is have those conversations individually, separately, just mm -hmm. completely separately. And that's, that's okay too. Um, and so that's kind of the system that we have to have in place for when the emotions get real high. Mm -hmm. Um, but otherwise we do that, you'll get, you'll get a turn, please wait, you'll get a turn, please wait, you'll get a turn, please wait, and we just have to kind of... I wonder what would happen if you shifted the language just a little bit from please wait to I need you to wait, or it's time for you to wait. Actually, I like it's time for you to wait, because it's incredibly neutral, mm -hmm. and it is not you asking them. Yeah. It is you telling them what the boundary is currently. And again, you can't control yeah. them, yeah. but you can set a boundary as in it is time for you to wait right now and wait for them to respect that or not. Yeah. Or it might not even be a, um, a matter of respect, but to engage in that behavior right. or not engage in that behavior. Yeah. It's so like, it's just so tricky. There's so much. There's so much nuance and it's, t it's so tough because I feel like my goal is to, when having any of these conversations, my goal is to connect with whichever person I'm talking to, mm -hmm. make sure that they feel heard and cared about mm -hmm. and and like that and then from there working that we all work together to come towards a some sort of a solution so what i'm hearing in your description of this mm -hmm. is a lot about them mm -hmm. and not anything about you yes and i'm curious as to what's going on there with your boundaries being about making sure other people are seen and heard and cared for 
I think because silly fly, shoe fly, shoe fly, don't bother me. Um, I think it's just really so important to me because I didn't feel that way growing up, and so I want to make sure. Okay. My kids feel that way. I wonder if you know that you can't make sure anyone feels anyway. I do not like that response. You're allowed to not like that response. I can't change that feeling I know. for you. I know. <laughs> I know. Like, you can't okay, control. Okay, say it again, though. I said, I wonder if you've noticed that you can't control how they feel. Or something very close yeah. to that. You cannot control whether or not they feel seen. You can't Ugh. control whether or not they feel heard. Those Ugh. are their feelings. You you don't get to control that, Mama. You can do what you can because you have that desire, and that is you trying to control emotions, and that's yeah. not for you. Ugh. So making them feel seen and heard and loved, what does that do for you? What benefit does that give to you? And this is a good question to ask yourselves when you're thinking about boundaries. If you find yourself thinking about controlling other people's emotions and you're like, oh shit, Kayla just told me that I can't do that because you can't. You can't tap into a person's brain and like rewire their feelings. That would be creepy. Yeah, it would. So, I even though I built their brains inside of my own body did you build it or did they grow themselves they grew themselves <laughs> i just harbored them while they you did it you did you did you were such a safe harbor <sighs> um i oh my that was such a lazy person. that was you such a lazy yeah it was that I mean, was I'm so okay cute I i'm was okay with it adorable that's probably as much as i would do too um, okay, what was the question? Uh, the question is making them feel seen and heard and loved. What does that do for you? That makes me feel like I'm being a good mom. Beautiful. I wonder if you know that you're always being a good mom because you're always just doing your best, aren't you? I try. I know you do. What if you knew that you were already doing it? because you try. Well, I don't know that, though. Who gets to decide if you're doing your best? My kids? No. Who gets to decide <laughs> if you are doing your best? Me. Yes. So, I can see your emotions are high, and we don't have to keep going down this road because we are on a very public platform. Yeah. So that that's on you on okay. whether or not you I want mean, to, totally, to keep going. Yeah, we totally can keep going. I mean, we're healing out loud here. We are healing out loud and <laughs> consent is important. Yes, yes, I appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate that you checked in about it. But yeah, no, healing out loud, we're doing it. Yeah. So when did you decide that you couldn't decide if you were doing your best? Maybe 
when um, like I feel whatever comes to mind like, first is beautiful when they do things or say things that make me feel disrespected or like tell me that I'm doing it well, like when they literally tell me I'm doing a bad job or I'm I am a bad mom <laughs> sure they're allowed to have their opinion of you mm -hmm. it's totally within their realm of possibilities to think that you are the shittiest mom on the face of the planet just like it is your total prerogative to think that Debbie's the shittiest mom on the face of the planet. I'm not saying you do. Yeah. I'm saying it's your prerogative to think so. Right. Just like it's your prerogative to tell me that I'm the shittiest best friend on the face of the planet. <laughs> I'm not saying you would. Right, right. I'm saying it's an available option. Right. So okay. it's totally an option for your kids to think that you're doing a shitty job. Mm -hmm. That is their truth. Like right. we were talking on our last yeah. episode right. with duality. Right. It is your truth that you also get to have an opinion on how you are being. Right. You also get to know who you are, how you show up, the effort and love that you have put into things. Right. So would it be all right with your unconscious mind and your body and your soul to redefine that you get to decide whether or not you are doing your best now? Yes. Beautiful. I love that for you. So if you were to anchor that into your body somehow right now, how would you do that? What would feel good? Is it a revel? Like, yes, I do get to decide my best. Yeah. I don't know. And it might be something that comes to you later yeah. also. Yeah. Asking yourself to anchor something in to your body can happen as easily or as slowly as your body needs it to. Yeah. Because I feel like even when those things happen like in the moment logically or like yeah logically I'm I don't buy into it right like I know logically I'm not and logic and emotions are two right. different things some days and even emotionally maybe maybe it was just like part of my subconscious that mm -hmm. doesn't believe it absolutely or something because like I don't buy into it and I will say things like I you know it's okay that you feel that way, Lily. I still love you. Like, and that's a great whatever. thing to say. You know what I mean? Like, because I know that I am doing my best and I logically, I know that I'm trying and I know that I'm showing up and I know that I love my kids and I know I'm doing mm -hmm. a good job. Um, but I think subconsciously still like hearing those things mm -hmm. just like undermines it enough that like mm -hmm. that you it, give your power to them yeah yeah mm -hmm. uh, that's so common that's something that I certainly have done many times in my life like <laughs> if you want to put a descriptor on being abused in a relationship it is certainly giving your power to someone else yeah um so I get that it is it's a uh, a shitty place to be in mm -hmm. because it makes you feel like shit because you've literally been like, here, all of my self-worth. Yeah. Well, I don't want to have anything to do with it. I'll just let you decide that for me. Right. It's, and then you feel perhaps tempted into shame about that. Yeah. Because then you're like, oh, 
I gave my power away. Fuck, how did I do that? Shit, I'm such a bad XYZ right. person to myself, right? right? The internal dialogue that you say to right. yourself. Right, right. And, and also, like, I don't want to put that heavy of a burden on my kids either. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. Your children being responsible for no. whether or not you think you're a good person. Exactly. That's a lot of responsibility for them. That is way too much responsibility for them. It's exactly enough responsibility for you. That's right. Mm-hmm. For sure. So getting to be in deep conversation with mm-hmm. yourself on your emotional boundaries, on how you decide that you are for yourself, mm-hmm. who you get to be for yourself, that is gets to be changed in all of the identity work that we've talked about in past episodes in everything that you have available to you inside of homecoming self-love for who you are Mm -hmm. and there's a really good journaling session inside the first module of homecoming Mm -hmm. that asks you like if self-love were your best friend, like how would she say that uh, you treat her or something like that? Mm-hmm. You can change self-love mm-hmm. to be anything that you want in that document. Like okay. you can click file, make a copy and change self-love into boundaries. If your boundaries were your besties, how would they say that you're treating them? Or if um, you being a good person was your best friend, how would you being a good person say that you're treating them right now and just journal it out. Be honest. Yeah. There's like not 95 other questions, but there are many other questions in that same workbook Mm -hmm. that help you to bring to light, not only where you currently are, but then also unearth how you desire to be instead. Okay. And Yeah, it comes from the topic of self-love in general, but, like, just delete that and put in what your topic is. Mm -hmm. Because that can help you to settle into this. Because you said you gave consent that your unconscious mind says that it's okay to change this thing. Yeah. So take some time to change the thing. Yeah. Because your inherent self-worth as a mother Mm -hmm. could totally be something that we change in five minutes. Um, but it would likely involve like a hypnosis and yeah, I don't know that they need to listen to that. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. That would be a Patreon content. A Patreon content. <laughs> it could be you hanging out with one of my peace talks there method videos. Go. Like it could just, it yeah. could happen in many different ways. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yes. Although I do believe that there are hypnosis sessions for self-love inside of Homecoming. So you <gasps> can listen that. to that too. For sure. Hey-o. I know what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> and reading your book. hey So excited. Me too. Oh, it's gonna be so good. What's our little timer say? Oh, it's scooched. 49, 8, 9, 9. Oh, hey, that's pretty good. Yeah. I... So when we film outside, we don't have a computer set up to, like, see the timer on how long we've been filming. So uh, sometimes I feel like we've been filming for, like, 15 minutes. And I'm like, this is such a short episode. And then all of a sudden, an hour has gone by. So if you want proof that Kayla's brain is neurodivergent, I... Except for you always ask right around 50, 55 minutes. I love that. Yeah. Great. 
then my body knows more than my brain yeah. does. <laughs> Sometimes my body can sense it. Yeah, we've been learning that a lot That lately. body we yes, dumb. Yes, your body yes. is wise. Oh, it's so wise. I love that. Mm-hmm. Listen to your body wisdom. Mm-hmm. That's a song. I did forget who sings it, but it's called Body Wisdom, and it's on a playlist on my Spotify somewhere. Woohoo! So feel free to search that up on Spotify. Look it up. Was that take a break? No. No. Okay. It was nothing. It, oh. it was something, and then it, I said it, and then it was like then after that. There was nothing. No. Then, reading rainbow came out. <laughs> <laughs> I love Take that Take a for look. You. It's in, in a book. book. Reading, reading rainbow. rainbow. Butterfly in the sky. Actually, there have been many butterflies nice in the sky. Well, I'm go figure. I planted a pollinator garden in my front yard. I what did I that. expect? It's been lovely. It's like a little magic fairy garden. Yay. They just float by. Like, my butterfly numbers have increased exponentially, and I'm here for it. I love that. I almost always see a butterfly when I look out the window, and it's marvelous. Makes me happy. There are none around right now, of course, when I'm speaking about it, but that's okay. So, if there was something else about boundaries that we needed to say in this episode, it would be that boundaries are important, and they can change the way that you get to feel about your life. Absolutely. It's, I know that boundaries have made my life feel more peaceful. Mm -hmm. And I also know that my boundaries have created space for other people to have feelings about my boundaries. Mm -hmm. For example, do important people in my lives wish that I called them more? Probably. But I don't because I've created an energetic boundary there where if I am to call that particular person or those particular people I would like that experience to feel peaceful and so I make sure that I call when I have created a peaceful experience for myself yes so it it's okay people get to feel their feelings right and I get to create my own reality with my boundaries yes and that has only made things better like the intro song for Queer Eye. Things just keep getting better. <laughs> that is true. Literally, the more boundaries I implement, the more things just keep getting better. And that is not a decree that you need to implement all the boundaries now. Because like we said earlier, you can only implement as many boundaries as feel safe for you. Right. You can only grow as fast as the slowest part of you feels safe to grow. Mm-hmm. So... Going back to those ideas of self-safety, of doing nervous system toning, those are only going to help you feel more capable of creating those boundaries for yourself. Engaging in more energy healing, in clearing space of stored emotions, that is only going to create an increased capacity for you to hold the boundaries that you desire in your life. Because if you are so busy holding on to stored emotions, if you are so busy holding on to the judgments of others or like that that childhood anger or grief or whatever like emotional baggage that you have from childhood, if you're busy holding on to that, you don't have space and capacity to hold on to boundaries. Right. So 
heal out loud with your friends, you guys. That's right. Heal in session with practitioners. DIY your own healing by going to BraveheartOpenMind.com and cruising through the DIY self-love courses that are available for you. Mm -hmm. Because in holding that space for yourself and engaging in that healing, you create capacity to change your life. Absolutely. And changing your life can look however you want it to look. Is changing your life finally opening that cute coffee shop that you wanted to open? Great. Do that. Is changing your life. I know you guys. All of life can be changed, huh, babies? Is is changing your life finally having space to write that book that you've always wanted to write? To finish it? Like, I needed to clear some major childhood anger before I had the capacity to move from freeze in my nervous system to able to finish my book in a day and a half yeah because that's all it took that was all that was holding me back from finishing it was a day and a half's worth of focus and i was too frozen to hold that i was too frozen to hold that and now i'm not anymore because i took the time to heal it and you did the thing yeah i did do the thing so it is possible for you to create an increase in your capacity to make boundaries when you consistently engage in healing mm-hmm. it's so possible and the dogs are being noodles so it might be time to say goodbye yeah i love you love you love, love you, you bye, bye. You know what's the best? Hanging out together with each other even more. Ashley and I would love to invite you to join the Back Pocket Besties Club for $5 a month on Patreon. You'll receive ride-along adventure vlogs, a sticker designed by Ashley or by me, a meditative self-love mini retreat, a DIY self-love course for your inner magic, one free month of Ashley snail mail subscription, behind-the-scenes posts, and sweet, sweet community on the inside. And if you want even more goodness, you could join the Doing Life Together Club for $11 a month. And in addition to everything you just heard, you'll also get Ashley's snail mail subscription sent to you every single month. We can't wait to see you on the inside.